The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and now New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, do not forget to download that SGP and app. It is your home for all of our free picks and our podcasts. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions but since I'm on probation I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb that's right I am Rod Gomez. he is Cody Zeeb we are the NASCAR gambling podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we are done with the equivalent of the Pro Bowl, I guess, as it were, for NASCAR. The uh, race, the the non-points race <laughs> is behind us, and now we are ready for the Super Bowl. And uh, Cody, I-, I know I can't be more excited. I-, I know you can't be more excited for this as well. Uh, yes, the only difference is uh, our, our Pro Bowl, quote-unquote actually is exciting so <laughs> <laughs> and it was super exciting but, this year yes it was very exciting but yes daytona 500 week it's finally almost here the wait is almost over i am super pumped and i cannot wait i think it's going to be exciting and chaotic and a lot of fucking fun uh, you know and that's the thing we open up the season with this we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when we were setting up the show and talking about everything uh, that the nascar season has to offer but we opened the season with the most exciting race probably of the year, and and it just gets better from there. So I, you know, I don't know how you could not like NASCAR. Exactly, like that's what's so great about NASCAR too. Like, what sport starts the season with the biggest event? Like, NASCAR starts it big, and it just goes from there. Like, they kick off the season in style, and then it just gets more exciting as it goes. 
And they're already getting ready for this, right? So the <clears throat> the way the NASCAR season kicks off and, the, and Daytona works is that we see there are dual races to get in and figure out the positions of, of how the car starts. So if you're new to NASCAR, if you're listening to this and you really have no prior knowledge of NASCAR, first of all, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us. I, I, I see that our listenership is growing and growing exponentially because people are actually like, wow, NASCAR betting? Let's go, and you are correct in that. Uh, but the way the way that the Daytona 500 is set up is there's a couple of dual races to get positions settled for the actual event itself on Sunday. So right now, they are qualifying. This is the tease that is Daytona, too, Cody, and you know this. this they, they, they qualify for the duels, and then the duels qualify you for starting positions in the race itself. So it's, it's a week-long tease to get to the actual event. Yeah, that's another thing that is so great about this. Like, it started last night, Tuesday, with practices. We had two two practices yesterday. Right now, we got qualifying going on as we're recording. Uh, tomorrow, we get the dual races. Friday, we get the truck race. Saturday, we get the Xfinity race. And Sunday, we get the cup race. It's an entire week of racing. I mean, sign me up for that. They should do this every week. They really should. Okay, so uh, I know you've been keeping a very close eye on practice. Uh, I know I have too, but you've been keeping a much closer eye right now. Uh, in fact, you probably have it on in the background. Uh, update is, first of all, let, let's talk through some of the, the practice times, though, uh, as we look around what's been going on. Obviously, this is the next-gen car, right? We've, we've said it, and we'll say it before, and we'll say it again. This is the level playing field. This is where everybody starts from from ground zero. And now it really is up to who can adapt to this the best. So you look at practice reports, and right now one glaring thing uh, just pops out at me for the second practice that just happened yesterday. And that, Cody, is a lot of Fords in the front of that. What, what constitutes this, and what should we take away from all these Ford symbols at the first, what, 11, 10 spots? Well, to be totally honest with you, Rod, I think that we should take absolutely nothing away from practice at Daytona. <laughs> it It's so hard to measure it because there's so many different things going on. I mean, different guys are focusing on different things. Some of them are trying to set their cars up for qualifying. Some of them are running in packs together. That's what I noticed a lot was a lot of the Fords were working together, and there was a lot of bump drafting, a lot of tandem drafting. I mean, they were really working on on crafting in that drafting stuff. And of course that's going to make you go faster. So it's, it, I, I really wouldn't take practice times here with, with too much. I wouldn't put too much to them. Now, as we get to other races down the road, practice times are going to be huge data points that we can use and look at and see, see how guys are doing and kind of who has setups and all that. But at Daytona, I, I would take it with a grain of salt. If even that, <laughs> and because we're trying to teach you how to become NASCAR betters, we're not just trying to give you picks. Uh, that's one of the things where a lot of people will go to the website, try to glean some of that information from it. And you're right, for the Daytona 500, throw that all out the window. Because as you will see, especially if this is your first season watching NASCAR, Daytona breaks every single... We can tell you in, what, 35 other races of the year what to expect. But you get to Daytona, and especially the 500, and you can just toss all that out the window because you'll see so much jockeying. And, and you said it best, too, last week, that playing DFS, and you even said it before we got going, playing DFS for uh, Daytona 500, uh, you should be on any sort of uh, Xanax that you can be on because you're going to be stressed if you watch your lineup through the entire DK thing. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> Daytona is just, it's its own animal. I, I mean, yeah, you're going to see as we get into some of these other races, we will really be able to tell you who's probably going to be better and, and who's going to run where. Daytona, you just throw it all out the window. It, I mean, we talked about it last week a little bit where anybody can win, you know, and, and some of these guys that have done it forever and after Dale Earnhardt, it took him 20 tries to win. It's just it literally there's almost nobody you can't bet on to win because everybody has a chance and it can change. You can be 15th going into the last lap and somehow find your way in first place. It's crazy. And that's just uh, from picking the right line. I mean, that's just from jumping up in front of maybe the third line that, that came in and started to get up speed and you managed to find your way up to that third line and got enough of a push to get you up front. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about who your friends are. You know, you, you pull up Does somebody go with you, you get enough guys to go with you and you take the momentum from the other lines and it'll, it'll shoot you up there. So it's, I mean, DraftKings DFS is fun for Daytona. It's exciting, but don't go into it thinking, you know what you're doing and you're, you're going to win. Cause it's, I, I literally, I'll, I'll print out the starting lineup and cut up, cut up all the, <laughs> car numbers into squares and put it in a hat and let my daughter draw out lineups for me <laughs> because it, I mean, you can leave salary on the table. You can, you almost, I mean, most of the time you have to, so it's uh there, there'll be some angles we'll be able to find. And I'll have an article later on this, on the sports gaming podcast.com later this week after the duels, once we know everybody's starting positions on some good angles and stuff. But again, you, you can literally just pick it very randomly and, Anything can happen, which is, I mean, it makes it so exciting. Uh, I mean, it's fun to play NASCAR DFS every week, but, you know, even if you're you're new to it or you don't really know who any of these guys are, you can just pick randomly and <laughs> you have just as good a chance as anybody else. Well, looking at some of these top speeds, too, I mean, the the from day one of practice, Michael McDowell, who, of course, we know won last year's Daytona 500, uh, he was right around 192. I mean, that that's 192.7. And then uh, the, the next day's leader, Ryan Blaney, was at 192.5. That's pretty good for what used to be, you know, the heavy restrictor plate races. So, uh, I mean, these guys are getting up there again, right? Yeah, I mean, it looks like the speed's going to be there. It looks like they're going to be able to draft well. Uh, breaking news. Stop me if you've heard this before. We're going to have an all Hendrick front row at Daytona 500. Yeah, the champ, Kyle Larson, uh, grab the pole, and Alex Bowman will start second. And so those guys are locked into the duels then, or, or they're locked into their starting spots first and second. So then the way the duels kind of work is they rotate, uh, so first, first, third, fifth, all the odd numbers will be in duel number one and then second, fourth, sixth, so on the even numbers, duel number two. So then, uh, the finishing, finishing results from the first race are set your starting lineup for the inside row. So first place is locked in. So, uh, Larson will, will keep that, but then whoever wins the duel, if it's not Larson, which most likely won't be, uh, that they will start third. Whoever finishes second starts fifth, so on and so forth. And then same thing, the second duel starts the out, sets the outside lineup. So that'll be something fun to watch tomorrow. Um, it's going to be interesting. And if you play DFS in the duels, go yeah. extremely light on that. It, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they handle this. So there, there's such a lack of backup cars and stuff. Uh, from I heard Corey LaJoy talking earlier that Teams like Hendrick only brought two backup cars for all their. They have four four drivers, four teams, four cars. 
and they only brought two total backup cars. Now, granted, they can get cars from their shop down to Daytona if they need to, but it's going to put them in a little bit of a pinch. So, and then some of the smaller teams like the Spires, like Corey LaJoy's on, they have two teams and they only have one backup car. So both those guys get tangled up in a duel and wreck. It's going to be interesting. But I know the talk at, at Hendrick, it seemed like all week had been, I heard, uh, I think it was uh, Kyle Larson's crew chief, Cliff Daniels, had said, you know, that, that they'd already been talking all, all week about taking it real easy in the duels and kind of laying back. So I think you'll definitely see Larson and uh, and Byron uh, definitely just probably pull out even of the duels and not even finish them. So, so definitely don't play those guys in your, in your, uh, dual DFS lineups, but they're going to pull a Martin Truex jr. And just not run in the second yeah. heat race. Cause he already knows that he's in exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're locked into that first spot. Why, why risk, uh, granted it doesn't. And that's the other thing too, is it really doesn't matter where you start in the Daytona 500. Nope. And so that's the thing, even though these other Hendrick cars qualified, uh, third and fifth, they might not try that hard either because it doesn't really matter. If you start first, if you start 40 or yeah, 40th, I think there's 40 cars. It doesn't matter because it changes so much. And like we were just saying, you can go from 15th to first in one lap. You can go from first to 30th in one lap. I mean, so your starting position, it's a long race, 500 miles. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I, I'd take it light on the duels, uh, DraftKings lineups, but you know, I know myself, I'll definitely have some in there because I can't help it, you know? <laughs> well, and <laughs> Give me so, something to do on a Thursday night. Right. Well, I mean, you know, win some money on a Thursday night, you can't really balk at exactly. that either. So. Build that bankroll up a little bit for the for Sunday. <laughs> well, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> the only the only thing that, that starting position actually matters for in this is that if you get caught up in, in something, you know, in the mess that's in the back, if you can, if you can separate yourself from some of what could probably be some early jockeying, uh, obviously you're going to stay out of trouble. But if you if you find yourself in the back and you find yourself in trouble, that's the only time that we see really starting position matter in Daytona is if it gets chippy early. And from all from all we've seen, it just feels like they're going to tiptoe through a lot of the beginning parts of this. Like there's not going to be a ton of bravado in the first few laps. There'll be nerves and there'll be some some tense driving probably but i'm not seeing these guys wanting to go out and just rip up these cars right off of the jump because i feel like they want to take this time to learn what they're up against yeah agreed i think you're gonna see a lot of guys feeling stuff out and i wouldn't be surprised to see guys like denny hamlin he's notorious for it he just drops to the back right away so if you see him you know right as they drop the green flag just basically fall all the way to the back he's doing that on purpose just to try and stay out of the way don't rip that up hasn't ticket. always worked for him because you know sometimes you can get caught up by being in the back but sometimes those accidents start with the guys battling for first and second and then wipe out half the field from there so yeah i think it'll be very tame at first while these guys feel it out and and get get their bearings in that brand new car racing in those big packs at those speeds but it's going to heat up, and then once we get past the halfway point, I think it's going to get pretty intense. All right. Uh, intense indeed. Let's uh, let's take a break, come back, and we'll actually set it up. Now that there's actually some, uh, ac- some actual stuff to look at and stuff to talk about as far as starting positions, we'll break that down. We'll talk about what that means for your bets, and uh, we'll, we'll pretty much just set up the field and give you our bets uh, later on in the show. But we're going to step away and come back 
after a word from WinBet because WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and now New York, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you larger payout opportunities. Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $10, win $200. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Can I get a round of applause, everyone? Cody, can I get a round of applause? Yeah. Yeah. Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped. Yes, our friends at Manscaped launched their ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Yes, sirree. The power of NASCAR is now available on the track at Daytona as qualifying has begun, just like Cody said. And there are some cars that actually know where they're going to be starting here when the duels start and hopefully when the race itself starts on Sunday. Uh, You talked about it. Larson's got the pole again. But are we surprised at this point? Uh. (laughs) <laughs> Hendrick is <laughs> I mean Hendrick just dominates qualifying at Daytona for whatever reason they're they always are right up front and I mean four of the top well in the first round of qualifying they had the top four qualifying cars and then in the second round four of the top or three of the whatever yeah, it's, <laughs> it's what four of the top five four of the top sure five. Yeah. sure math that's is where hard. we're going <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just it's not surprising and, and Kyle Larson just picking up where he left off. Granted, he's not the best super speedway racer, at least so far in his career, but start up there and you never know what can happen, right? No. We, I mean, but we talked about it, though. Starting there is not always where you want to be. You're a sitting duck. And, you know, right now he's at plus 1,000 on BetMGM to actually win the whole thing. Uh, and he's the second favorite. But Chase Elliott's right there with them, too. At, at plus 1,000. Obviously, Denny Hamlin is at plus 700. So when you start looking about where the favorites are and where they lie in this and, and where they're actually starting, uh, Bowman actually is not even anywhere up there. Uh, Bowman's at plus 2,000. Uh, so he's starting in the second position. So again, when we start talking about betting and, and what that means when you when you talk about starting positions, obviously, yes, Daytona is a lot different. But I know that when you look at the the qualifying list and we start looking at the positions, people are going to start looking for those odds. And, you know, you'll find that that Bowman obviously is not 
as heavily favored as Larson, but Larson wasn't even the favorite coming into this. And Denny Hamlin uh, is starting eighth for the the duels, right? So the favorite not even not even starting up in the front row. Yep, and yeah, I mean, again, I, I wouldn't put a whole lot into where they do start because, again, it real and that a lot of tracks, a lot of races, it does make a huge difference getting up front, starting up front, being able to be up in that clean air and and have that advantage. But here, it just it really doesn't make that much of a difference. So it'll be interesting. And also, uh, Jacques Villeneuve. I don't know if I said that right, but former F one champion, he locked himself in on time tonight as well as Noah Gregson. So they'll both be in the show. So that leaves four four guys that are open racing for two spots in those last duels. So and that's another thing I'd watch for on on DraftKings. I mean, those four guys, uh well, Biffle sounds like might be having some issues with this car. Oh, and I <laughs> touted Greg Biffle last night too, uh, dang it. I know, uh. I know the there's some reports on Twitter right now that maybe they're having engine problems already, so that sucks for the the Floyd Mayweather team. But but with Yaley and uh, and Hill and Casgrola, uh, uh, those guys have to race their way in to the race. So I mean, the basically the highest two finishing of the three or of the four will will get their way into the into the 500 so those would be guys to watch and they're going to be actually racing for it and going for it all so now that could mean make it or break it and they might wreck because they're trying so hard but those guys could give you an edge on 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 DraftKings for the dfs for the for the duels so just something to watch there some notable names also from the top 10 that we're looking at right now harrison burton obviously the rookie Plus 6,600 on BetMGM. That's a pretty big line right there. He's in the top 10. Uh, Ross Chastain found his way up there as well. Eric Almarola, who you're in love with, uh, is up there as well. So, again, names that you don't necessarily see around the front. Of course, it all could shake out differently. Uh, but they're looking kind of fast already as, as we enter in. Harrison Burton was somebody we had talked a little bit about as we were starting the show off uh, in episode one just about these rookies coming in and how much of an impact they'd have. Very rarely do you really see these guys jumping up in the front like this, but uh, it's really good to see Harrison Burton making a play for a, uh, being a fast car. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he's one of those guys that uh, I said he's going to have to prove it to us, and good way to start it. Also, he's making his uh, second career start in the Daytona 500 for the Wood Brothers, same as Trevor Bain did a few years ago when he won in the Wood Brothers car. Uh, making his second career NASCAR Cup start, so you never know, could happen, and you'll see a little bit later as we get into our bets how I like those those Penske type. They're not a Penske car, but they're a Penske satellite team. So I I think he could definitely be up there and uh, and battling for this if if he can hold on to it and stay out, stay clean, stay out of trouble. So we know how the duels work, and we probably are 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 banking on the fact that these duels are are going to be a little more tame than we've seen them in the past, and probably a lot of guys are going to be more than, I don't want to say willing to give up position, but willing to keep their car intact versus getting a better starting position. So as we watch the duels, as new NASCAR fans start watching the duels, what are we? What are, what's our advice to them other than just don't put too much money on the duels, both in DFS and betting. But when you watch the duels, what are we looking for? What kind of, of setup are we? Because I know that when you watch 
races in general, it's always like, well, watch the guys win. But in, in these duels especially, this isn't always about winning. This is just about knowing how to, obviously, that balance between taking care of your car and knowing when and where to push it. Yeah. Uh, again, I really, I wouldn't put too much stock into these dual races just because we don't know who's going to be really trying and who's just trying to save their stuff and make milk that car to get it to Sunday to the real race. So I, I really wouldn't invest much thought into what you see. I mean, obviously there's things you can watch for how certain guys are working together, how certain manufacturers are working together. If you get all the Fords kind of bunching up and working really well together and, and how that, you know, how that's going for them, that's the kind of stuff you can watch for. But I definitely wouldn't put it on just two finishes up front and, and who's maybe trying harder than some of these other guys, because again, I think you're going to see a mixture of, of guys that are just kind of laying back and trying to get, trying to get the car to Sunday. And, and they don't really care where they start because like we talked about, it doesn't make a huge difference. How, uh, I haven't seen anything on tires. Are, are you seeing anything about how many sets of tires they're allowed to have? Cause I mean, I know that plays a big part in, in your pit strategies and, and how many you actually scuff up, scuff up over the course of your time before the actual race. I have not seen anything on that, so I'll, I'll have to. That's have to be definitely be something we'll have to look into. Yeah. Maybe touch on the in the Slack channel later. Yeah, keep an eye uh, on that Slack. Yeah, channel. Yeah, because that could make a huge difference too. Just kind of wanting to save your equipment and save all that stuff for for the race Sunday. Yeah. And I mean, it, it. You know, that's all a big part of it, especially with the lack of backup cars and the lack of parts. And uh, that is another thing too, though. If you remember how just pretty much destroyed that Justin Haley car was mm -hmm. in the clash after Larson kind of dumped him, which Larson kind of came out and said he he overreacted and probably shouldn't have done that, which uh, I think? thought was big yeah. of him. And yeah, <laughs> but uh, they didn't they as destroyed as that car looked, they did not scrap it. They were able to fix it, put it back together, and it's ready to go for a future race down the road. So that's another another point towards how much better these cars hold up. Now Daytona can do a lot more damage than. <laughs> That small track at the Coliseum, but going forward, that's something that definitely, and you know, depending on how quickly they're able to do some of the stuff, if you do get involved in a wreck here at Daytona, if they're able to change pieces and parts out quickly enough, it could get guys back into the race if they don't get sub sustained too much damage, where it would have maybe been too much before to keep going, but be something to watch for sure. Something to see down the road too with, with how durable these cars might be compared to the previous generation. It's, it's going to make it very interesting. Like just, just knowing right away that these guys are all in, in just uncharted territory. I mean, none of them are, are know how this is going to react in, in the pack, in the 500, the duels will give you a little bit of a, of a precursor to what to expect but not to the level of what the 500 is going to be like when everybody's at full speed, when everybody's drafting, when everybody has to pit. I mean, these guys haven't even had to really pit under green flag circumstances yet. Yeah, that's going to be another thing that's going to be very interesting. I mean, the pit stops are totally different. They have a different uh, way they're like going about it. Uh, the one lug nut thing it's going to be real interesting. I was, I heard uh, Ryan Flores talking earlier. He's a, a front tire changer on the number two car, Frost and Cindric. And he was talking about how uh, 
how much different it's going to be and how much quicker he said they've had some 10 second stops in practice. Now, granted, you're not getting the car filled all the way with fuel. So it'll depend from track to track if you're able to do that. But he said the big thing to watch for is going to be uh, the front, the front left tire specifically, because the Jack man is going to be watching the, the rear side when he drops the Jack. And so if they have any problems or mistakes on either front side and they're a little bit behind, not getting that lug nut on. He said, you'll find out in about four pit stalls that they didn't get it on because <laughs> the tire is going to be off that quick, but it's, it's going to be, and that's back to NASCAR being a team sport that could make a huge difference down the line. If, you know, if we get green flag pit stops towards the end and it's not a green, white checkered race, you mess up and you lose all your drafting partners. Well, See you later, buddy. Cause <laughs> there's, there's no hope for you then. Well, you figure, when the when obviously the the car setup was the way it was last year you know those pit times were 12 seconds 13 seconds somewhere in that vicinity if it was a really slower one you might be at 14 you you carve four seconds off of a choreograph like that 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 throws a lot of teams into into turmoil yeah for sure i mean and they've been doing it so long uh that it's just become second nature and now it's a totally different thing. I mean, think about those tire changers. They've gotten so used to just hitting five lug nuts every time. Mm -hmm. Now it's one lug nut. And you know, if you didn't really get two or three of them tightened before, it wasn't a huge deal. Now you, you got to <laughs> get that one on there and you got to get it tight or, or it's serious trouble. That's for sure. Definitely finished. Uh, so looking around too at some of these other practice times that, or the qualifying times uh, of note, Looking at uh, Kyle Busch in 18th right now. Uh, again, don't get too scared. Michael McDowell, who we talked about being fastest at practice in the first one, 22nd position heading into the duels. So, yeah, I mean, again, these, these duels, they're, they're, they're going to be fun to watch. But, again, when you get to the race itself, it's, it's all bets are off. And uh, your yeah, bet comes And on. this is actually something you could kind of use to your advantage. If somebody that you liked – before qualifying didn't qualify well their odds may become larger mm -hmm. uh you know before if you get it in before the duels uh because they didn't perform so well in qualifying it it'll definitely change lines and move lines around based on where these guys qualified when in reality it doesn't make that much of a difference so so even if you did like a guy like mcdowell and you're like ah, oh, you only qualify 27 i wouldn't put a lot of stock into that because we've seen with him he knows how to keep it clean. He knows how to be there at the end. Just like last year, even being fourth or fifth or whatever he was on the last lap, he had himself in position and he's a Daytona 500 champion. So, yep. so yeah, again, I really wouldn't put too much stock into that and use it to your advantage if if you like one of those guys that didn't do so well. Yeah, I mean, again, if you, if you even wanted to wait to check the books until – now or you know like later on because i know uh, DraftKings, as we're recording this right now it's 703 pacific on wednesday uh they actually took the, the odds down uh, i know that if you go to bet mgm points bet uh win bet they, they all have bets up now but uh DraftKings does not so <laughs> you can't find any any odds right now but i would definitely check and see if they've updated them based on what the the actual qualifying uh, positions are for these guys because, I mean, you could now, with Denny Hamlin being an eighth, they may deem that this is a longer shot. He was about 850 when you when you got it, uh, if you got him before qualifying. I don't know. You could get him at better odds right now. 
Yeah, and that's the thing too. They'll probably DraftKings seems to do that whenever there's a qualifying session or a qualifying race. They usually pull the lines down and kind of reset them. Some of these other books keep them up, but that'd be something to watch for too. If Hamlin kind of hangs back in the in the duels, that could drop his odds even farther because they're like, well, he didn't do that well. And you know, sometimes these people who set the lines, I don't think actually pay attention. So that's where you can kind of catch them. You know, (laughs) I wonder though, do they? That that's that's something I've always wondered because there's so many sports out there and there's so many lines out there that somebody is is it somebody designated to just sit there and watch, or are they literally just garbling up data and spitting it out? Right. Well, and that's I think that that's probably the case is the data thing. And if they're just purely looking at the data from oh he didn't qualify that well, so maybe he's not that fast. I mean, they're just single car qualifying runs. It's the car going out there. They run one lap, go as fast as you can. That has nothing to do with what's going to be going on in the races where you're going to be drafting, you're going to be using buddies. I mean, it's totally different. So that data doesn't really mean anything. So if they are using that data to set to set this stuff and you notice mistakes like that, then that can be huge for you if you're paying attention to be able to jump on stuff like that. Well, and just so, just for a frame of reference too, for those of you who we talked about, this may be your first foray into NASCAR. Uh, we talked about the the speeds during practices being in the 190s, like 192, one, these qualifying speeds. Again, just like you said, one car on a super speedway, the, the main part of being on a super speedway is being in that pack and, and having the draft and having it pull you along. The speed for Kyle Larson, the fastest guy qualifying for the race 181.159. So a full 11 miles fa- 11 miles an hour slower than what practice speeds were because they were in the pack. They were in so you're going 10 miles an hour faster in the race than you can alone. So that should tell you something right there. Yeah, and that's another thing too like with DraftKings scoring uh they do fastest lap, you get points for that. Almost every lap at Daytona Talladega, the fastest lap is not the leader. I mean, usually at most of the other tracks, the person leading is getting credit for the laps led and the fastest laps. But at Daytona, it's different because those guys in the back of those drafts are getting pulled so much by the air that they're going even faster than the leader. And so you really see those those fastest laps get spread out a lot. So once these cars are all grouped up together, I mean, not only does this car make it a level playing field, these tracks always throughout history have made it a level playing field even more. Because as long as you can stay in the draft, you're going to be just as fast as the other guys, and you're going to have that chance. And we've seen so many times with these guys like Michael McDowell getting these wins when they don't usually hang with the top guys at some of these smaller tracks. Yeah, we just said it in the beginning of the show. You find that line that's moving, and if you can get up in front of that line with enough people behind you, then that's the line that's moving. And all of a sudden, you could be in first place. And if you do it at the right time, you could do and only lead a couple of laps and be the the overall race winner. So, yeah, I mean it's it's that chancy when it comes to Daytona. So, um, all right, let's set up some bets, shall we? Let's uh, step away for a second, come back, and and let's get the people what they want, and that is what to bet on for the Daytona 500. I know that's what we want, so uh, we'll give it to them right afterwards from Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and I'll say it every week. 
you're listening to this show, you absolutely know that's true. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. You pick your horses, you build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Then use it to bet on some of the people that we suggest at the end of this show. If you don't know anything about horses, you probably didn't know anything about NASCAR when you started listening to this. Don't worry. The app, just like this podcast, gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly. It tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account, start building your stables today. You can invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. Even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. We will see you as always in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. Brought to you as always by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Bengals defied the odds this season by reaching the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati betters fell one game short. Just like me. Unless you were one of the smart betters who sold on PropSwap. PropSwappers made huge profits last week when they sold their Bengals Super Bowl tickets. Like Tim from Ohio, new better than to keep his Bengals ticket. He's from Ohio. He knows the drill. He sold his $100 40-to-1 Bengals tickets for $1,500 on PropSwap. Do you hear me? The Bengals didn't even win the Super Bowl, but he still made $1,500 by picking them to by selling his ticket on PropSwap. Thousands of buyers across the country PropSwap has, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So hurry up. Download the PropSwap app today from the App Store. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and more importantly, a first deposit cash match. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match that deposit up to 500 so join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And of course, download that SGPN app, where now the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is proudly displayed with our brand new logo. We are now on the SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store, Google Play Store, giving you free and easy access to all of our picks and our podcast just like this one. And while you're at it, join the many people that have already told us how amazing this show is for them and how much they enjoy listening to it by leaving an app review and download the SGPN app today. Woo! Speaking of which, how how do you like that new logo? We, we didn't talk about that much, did we? Rod, that logo is so sharp. I, I feel like we've arrived. We got our own logo. We're on the SGPN app now. I mean... We're here to stay, guys. You, you're stuck with us all season, so better get used to it. I And I love what you guys have said about the show so far. It gives me chills just to think about it because this was just a, a really quick idea that I had about, hey, maybe we should do this. Uh, again, like I said in the first episode, had to bring Cody in because uh, the man, you already know why. You probably love him more than me, and I do too, so it's okay. Uh, I, I absolutely love having him on. I love that you guys love having him on. And I got to tell you guys, this show, uh, I think we've, we're going to win some people some money this year. Or if not, we'll just have fun talking about it, right? 
Exactly. We can definitely have fun. Yeah. The number of comments I've gotten on, you know, I didn't know there was so many different ways you could bet on NASCAR. I didn't know there was so many different avenues. And you're going to see that in some of these bets we have coming up. Like it's not just who can win the race. Like that's fun to bet on too, but there is so many other angles to it and it's so much fun. And yeah, I'm so glad you had this idea. I'm so glad you asked me to join. Uh, you know, like like we talked about in the first episode, I'm brand new to this. I've never done a podcast before or anything, but I'm having a blast. I'm hooked. Uh, like I said, I've got some articles coming out on the website later this week. So you 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 brought me in, and I've dived dove all the way in, and now I'm fully fully in it. So uh, I appreciate it. I got a friend, and also my wife. They you know they all they were all like, wow, this was his first time really podcasting. And I was like, I told him all we're doing is talking NASCAR, man. There's no pressure. Just talk NASCAR. Know what you're talking about, what you do, and people will listen. And so far, the formula's worked. I appreciate it. And if you listened last week, I haven't looked at all yours, but uh, three of my four Super Bowl <laughs> Daytona 500 crossovers are still alive. So yeah. I hope you're sitting on those tickets because I I got some things to root for off of that. I hope you just faded every single one of my picks because it was all <laughs> Bengals picks. Except, well, yeah. except for the Evan McPherson one, that one That's hit. Right. And yep. I knew that yep. one was going to hit. <laughs> So yeah, I told you the Bengals was the wrong way to go. I no, know no. it was, but it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. It, it was. It, it was so close. It was so. And if you had a money line, I mean, or if you if you had them on the, the spread, spread, yeah, you, yeah which you I did. Good. I had them plus four, so that was good. Yeah, nice. <sighs> All right, we're not here to talk right. about the Super Bowl anymore. We're here to talk right. about our Super Bowl. <laughs> talk about our Super Bowl. Our right. Super Bowl, <laughs> and we got some bets to throw down for our Super Bowl. And as always, uh, Cody, we're going to queue it up to you for the first bet. The first official bet from the Daytona 500 this year. Okay, well, this is one that I love so much. I, I did give it out last week as part of the crossover props, but I love it so much I want to hit it on it again. Corey LaJoy to finish in the top 20. Uh, it's at minus 150 over on DraftKings. Five of the last six races he's finished in the in the top 20, and in that sixth race that he didn't finish in the top 20, he finished 21st. So he is really good and i heard him made make the comment this week about he's there to race the to or to drive the daytona 490 and then and then race the daytona 10 or whatever it is at the end his his only goal is to keep that car clean and out of trouble for the first 490 miles and then go balls to the wall at the end and if you can make it 490 there's a good chance you're going to finish in the top 20 because by that time, half the field has been wiped out. So <laughs> he, he's just one of those guys that's really good at at keeping it clean, keeping it in there. And uh, obviously the lines are down like we talked about right now. But when I looked this morning, he was still plus 10,000 on DraftKings to win, which you got to sprinkle some on that because it's just it's such a crazy number. When he's only, I think oh, I was looking at like FanDuel, he's like plus eight. 8,000 or something like that. Like it's a, it's a pretty massive price difference. So definitely sprinkle some on that. Cause I think he could do it, but top 20 to me feels like a great bet again. Don't, don't go too, especially if you're new to NASCAR betting, don't go too crazy betting this. Uh, I heard somebody say it earlier. Just, just count all these as losses going into the race. <laughs> and if you win any same with your DraftKings lineups, if you win anything, just be happy with it, but don't expect to, because these races are so unpredictable and so crazy. We're definitely giving out some fun stuff, and we got some good angles. And and like I said, five of the last six, I mean, if you're going to bet this six times in a row and hit it five times, obviously you're doing well. But, but yeah, definitely don't go too crazy. But 
but I, I think that this is one of the safer bets. There's not a lot of value in a lot of the top 20 lines. I mean, some of them are just ridiculous. Like Denny Hamlin was like minus 16,000 or 1600 or something like, and he only finishes in the top 20 less than half the time because half the time the field gets wiped out. So minus 150, I think there's a lot of value in Corey LaJoy to get that top 20. So that's my first bet and probably my favorite one, to be honest. It's a really good pick. Like you just said, as far as top 20 goes, when you when you start talking about having to bet, you know, uh, $200 to win 10, that that's never, you know, it's never fun to have to do that much betting just to win that little money. So when you find a guy like LaJoy who, uh, yes, okay, Yes, I will admit that I think he could probably end up in the top 20. This is another season that he's, he's always seems to be there. He always seems to be in the mix. And at a, a place like Daytona, I mean, we're talking like 10th of a unit bets, right? We're not talking heavy, heavy betting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just go small on it, but, you know, have some action, have fun, have something to root for. You know, half the field gets wiped out. He's still in. There you go. You bet cashed already. <laughs> he's still right. Yeah. As long as he's still yeah. running at the end, there's a chance he's yeah. in the top 20. There's a good chance he's in the top 20. So, <laughs> uh, All right. Well, so listen, our our show has uh, our, our intro to the show and our, our actual show designation says we cover everything, right? From the Xfinity series to the Camping World series. Well, this is a, a bet for the Xfinity series because guess what? Xfinity and Trucks both run on Daytona in the in the days leading up to the 500. So it's not just the 500, folks. They're actually running the trucks and the Xfinity Series there, too, as well. So uh, for that, I'm going to offer up to you, if you would like to get yourself even more deeper into the weeds and watch the Xfinity Series, I'm giving A.J. Allmendinger the winner of the Xfinity race there, the beef it's what's for dinner 300, as it were, uh, <laughs> That's that's the race that's going on on Saturday night. Uh, but I'm going to give you AJ Allmendinger to to win. Now, granted, I don't know that they've qualified yet, uh, and they won't qualify yet. Uh, but he's he's definitely he's listed at plus eight fifty to win this race. And the reason I give him to you, we're not going to handicap this a whole hell of a lot because again, the big show is Daytona. But for the sake of, I want to give you guys more to uh, get acquainted with. I want to give you some Xfinity stuff and some Camping World stuff because not everybody likes the NFL, right? Some people like the college football and the second tiers. Some people like the truck series more. Some people like Xfinity series more. It's just, that's the way it is. Uh, but uh, AJ Allmendinger in Daytona in the Xfinity cars the last couple of years, actually la two years ago, or last year he finished fifth in the Daytona uh, spring race there. So, and then last, the last race on the track at Daytona, which was the fall race in the car, he started first, finished second. Uh, so again, he was up there in the front, but in the five, in the, the spring race for Daytona 500, this is like a lot of spring and fall stuff going on. Sorry guys. <laughs> uh, they raced twice in the track. So when you're reading the data, you're like, okay, wait, that is it. That, yeah. So in the spring race for Xfinity, he started 31st, finished fifth. So again, this is one of the situations where we talked about it. You can start in the back of the pack, find your way up to the front. Uh, but I think he's got a good shot this year, especially with guys like Cindric being gone, like all these top names from Xfinity now that are being pulled up. They're probably not going to race in the Xfinity race. Uh, they're they're full time Cup guys, and I don't think they're on the even on the entry list for the Xfinity race coming up. So you take away those guys, leave Almendinger. I think it's safe that he could probably end up winning that race. Yeah, I actually, first of all, beef, it's what's for dinner. Uh, I live in Nebraska, so 
beef is what's for dinner is always always here that's the and, answer uh, we have better beef than Iowa. Just want to throw that out there for <laughs> Justin Mark because I know he's listening. But uh, anyways, <laughs> got to get those Iowa digs in whenever we can. Uh, no, I think this is a great bet. So trucks and Xfinity are super super fun series, especially as we get farther into the season and we can kind of see th- see. There's always a lot of changes in those series. So towards the beginning of the season, it's a little tougher. Which actually is one of the reasons I think that makes this such a better bet. Colleague has dominated super speedways in the Xfinity series. And Almondinger has been around a long time. He's in the Xfinity series now, but he was in the Cup series for a long time. He's got a lot of experience. You said it, guys like uh, Haley, who have dominated at Xfinity level for so long there, is gone. Cindric is gone. I think he won the Daytona race there uh, in the fall, spring. I don't know, one of them. <laughs> he <laughs> but, won at uh, Daytona. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he's one of the more, ex- probably the most experienced guys in the in the field. He's in equipment that's shown they can do it. In the Xfinity series, it's not still open. Anybody can win for sure, but it's not the level of competition like the Cup Series is. So even though anyone can win, those guys up towards the top are usually the guys you're going to see more in it at the end. Uh, and as long as he can keep his car clean again, be there at the end, he can win and, and i mean plus 850 that's that's pretty good odds for for a guy with that experience and, and that to be able to win that and that's a nice little bet to cash then you got some cash going into uh to sunday right we're just trying to line your pockets before the 500 that's all we're doing that's right you got to build it up so you can spend it all on sunday uh all right speaking of sunday we'll uh, lay out your second bet here for for sunday okay well i took bubba wallace over eric almarola I know you said earlier I love Eric Almarola, and I do. And after his qualifying effort tonight, I'm starting to second guess a little bit, but not <laughs> again. Don't put too much stock into that. He's fast, but uh, Bubba's—he's been pretty good at super speedways. His average finish has been uh, six spots better than Eric Almarola's has been in the last eight races or so. And, and in those eight races, he's beat him head to head six of the eight. So. Again, anything can happen, and these guys are both pretty – Almirola is a pretty experienced guy, but it seems like he was he was really, really good at the super speedways for a while, and then he just seems like he really fell off, and I don't know why that is. But Bubba seems to be – he showed us at Talladega winning that race, you know, rain shortened, but you had to be up front at the right time. All those guys knew that it was coming. They were racing the rain. So he's shown that he can, he can be up there at the end. Um, I, I, I think that he's got a really good chance to beat Almarola head to head here. And, uh, yeah, so I like that one. More importantly, he's not alone this year. He actually has a teammate in Kurt Busch that can actually get him. I think, you know, get, he could pick him up. I mean, he's not alone. He's not fighting this fight alone. He's got a teammate. Obviously we know that Toy- that all the, the manufacturers like to sort of stay together and play nice with each other, but this time he's got an actual teammate. And I think that's going to go a long way in getting Bubba Wallace across that threshold to actually be a, a top 10 driver more weeks than he's not. Well, not only does he have an experienced teammate like Kurt Busch, he has a Toyota teammate slash car owner in Denny Hamlin. Absolutely. Who is probably the best super speedway racer in NASCAR right now. You, you think that he would not be fine pushing Bubba Wallace at the end up towards the front to get Michael Jordan a Daytona 500 winner? 
win and be he's, he's already won the 500 three times now we might touch on that later but he's obviously a great pick to win too but if it gets in the situation where Bubba's right there in front of him and he can push him from fifth or sixth on that last lap and give him that shove I would not be surprised to see that and again with the manufacturers teaming up there's a lot of Fords in the field so yeah Fords are going to work together but Penske's going to try to help Penske and Stuart Haas is going to try to help Stuart Haas. Toyotas, there's only two Toyota teams. So all those Toyota guys are going to be working together, and, and that could easily come into play at the end and and, uh, and help get Bubba pushed up there. And, and yeah, I mean, like you said, with the teammate and with Denny Hamlin out there as his car owner also, I think that could be a huge advantage for him, especially coming in the closing laps of a race like this. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I w- I'm trying to look up the uh... – the Daytona 500 winners to try to see where Bubba Wallace is. I, but he's at plus 1,800 on points bet right now. Uh, I know that Bet MGM just pulled their line, so so uh, I couldn't find it on there. I know that, uh, again, DraftKings doesn't have theirs up yet either. But on points bet, he's point eighteen hundred. That is a very intriguing first-place bet. I, I, I would have never really thought about that really that much until you brought up exactly that. Because Denny, ha- I've just almost... Blew my, or almost uh, uh, left my mind the fact that Denny Hamlin really has a lot of, of now stake in what happens to Bubba Wallace. So if he's around the front, what's to say he won't go ahead and just push him over? And, and actually, DraftKings has their lines back up. He's at plus 2,000 now after not qualifying up towards the top as well. So again, another opportunity to to jump on that. And I was trying to see if I could find the their head-to-head to see if that changed at all. That's they don't a, have a ton of... It's a hell of a but bet. again, Almarola qualified well. Bubba didn't qualify as well, so that could change. It's right now it's minus one ten for Bubba to finish over Eric, uh, but that could easily change with, uh, you know, with the with the changes here from qualifying in that. So, see, Something I mean, to keep an eye on for sure. See how much everything changes by the second. <laughs> it's it's moving as we speak. It's I'm trying moving. To, Trying to get updated on all this stuff here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, but that's that's the fun of this, right? I mean, that's that's where handicapping this is not like handicapping any other sport out there. Not like handicapping baseball or football where the lines don't move a whole heck of a lot. It's just a matter of, you know, this this is, a, a, again, a moving target based on qualifying, based on uh, the, the performance in the duels now. Uh, it won't be that chaotic next week, but... You know the early lines will definitely change after qualifying, so you gotta keep that with a grain of salt too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times do, do you tune into Lakers practice and and say, "Oh boy, that guy's looking good in practice. Let me take him." It doesn't <laughs> happen very often, you know. Sure it's don't. so much different in NASCAR, which makes it a lot of fun. It really is. All right, let's get to my next bet, and this one is not necessarily. I mean, there's some place. There's sometimes where you just go with your gut. Right, and this is this is one of those instances where I'm going to go ahead and go with my gut because there's not a lot of track data on Tyler Reddick in the cups uh, in on Daytona at the actual 500. Uh, whereas Stenhouse has a pretty extensive list, but Stenhouse Stenhouse's list is not as big. So my bet is this: I'm picking in a head-to-head matchup Reddick over Stenhouse. And what's more is that sometimes there's an actual like a spread. You know, there is a spread. We talked about it, in I think, in the clash where they gave a, a position and a half up for one of the drivers. This is not. This is just head-to-head. Reddit can just finish one spot over Ricky Stenhouse and actually cash this bet. 
So this one's coming in at minus 115, a little juice towards Reddick's side, but all for the better because Stenhouse's last few finishes have not been all that stellar at the 500. He came in 18th, he came in 20th, he came in 13th. I mean, these aren't terrible finishes, um, but again, for a guy who's been driving as long as Stenhouse is and for the fact that he's been a cup regular and in the Daytona 500 for a long time, uh, definitely doesn't mean that he's doing well. Whereas Reddick doesn't have that many 500s under his belt, but they've all been okay. Uh, and, and even still, the last one, the last time he was on this track was actually a, um, a fifth-place finish. So on the t- track at Daytona, he finished in fifth place. Wasn't the 500, but at least he's got that kind of a, um, a finish at the track. So, And I think good things are, are to come for him. You know what we talked about Reddick's future earlier when we started talking about previews, and I just I think that he's in a good spot, and I think he's going to get better as as things progress. So you can kind of throw out his 27, 29, 28, 27 that that average finish of about 27 there, and and really lean on that top five that we saw from him last time because he was learning a lot those first few years, and I think he's got it. Yeah, I mean, if the class race didn't convince you to go bet his over half wins, I mean, the way that he was performing in that, he's he's one of those guys that we talked about in the Futures episode. Just, I think he's due for a breakout, and he's shown he can hang with the big dogs, and he's shown he can be up there. I I like this bet. I, I was looking, I was looking at Stenhouse to try and put some bets on him because you think of him as one of those super speedway racers, and I was looking at his recent races, and he just hasn't done that well so i'd i'd like this one uh again there's not a lot of data on on uh reddick but uh ricky stenhouse they call him recky for a reason so you know <laughs> he's not as good at, at keeping his car clean and staying out of trouble it's it seems like trouble finds him or he finds trouble and so again if reddick can keep it clean and and he's he's proved that you know again with that fifth place finish last year that he can keep it clean and stay out of trouble and be there at the end. So, yeah, I like this one. Beautiful stuff. All right, let's move on to your fourth or your third bet, rather. All right, here is a fun one for you. So this is uh, more cars to finish in the top 10 for a team. So it's Hendrick they have at plus 135, Gibbs they have at plus 160, and Penske at plus 230. So I like Penske at plus 230. I think there's some value there. So Hendrick and Gibbs both have four cars in the field. Penske only has three. So they're a little bit of a disadvantage there. But Penske has really shown the ability to work together on these on these super speedways. And we saw it last year. Logano and Keselowski were running first and second going into the final corners of the Daytona 500. Now they took each other out. Whole nother story. But... Uh, you know, and Kozlowski's not there anymore, but his Daytona hasn't been as good lately. Uh, we talked earlier about Cindric won last year at Daytona in the Xfinity series. He's a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, and I think it could be sneaky. I really like Ryan Blaney. Uh, he's one of those guys that always seems to be up there. So I, I think easily all three of these guys could be there at the end working together and could all three get a top 10. You go over to Gibbs. Truex hasn't shown to be that well. Uh, Kyle Busch, <laughs> he's he's up and down a little bit, you know. Hendrick, 
I mean, again, they showed fast in, in qualifying, but they do that every year. They haven't won a Daytona 500 since Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 2014. Kyle Larson hasn't really shown to be that great on super speedways. Bowman seems to always get caught up in stuff. Elliott has done really well lately, but I think there's a lot of value. You're getting plus money at, at 230, and I think that, that Penske could sneak all three cars into the top 10, and that could easily uh, easily beat these other teams out. It's a good a bet as any, especially, like you said, if they get hooked up at the right time and, and keep their line somewhere in the middle and out of trouble. And, yeah, I mean, again, that's – those are, that's a fun one. I like that one. That's a really good one. Yeah, and that's, a, plus you know, that's what I was talking about with finding these fun bets. There's there's so much more than just betting the race winner. And and, and uh, again, we said not to rely too much on practice data, but if you do look at the practice, those Fords work so well together, and they showed us how well they can draft together, how well they can move, how fast they can move. So if you get them all together there at the end, I think they could easily push their way to the front and, and, and cash that for you. Yep, at least get you in that top ten. Because exactly. I'll tell you why that that can't happen the way they can't win it. Because if they win it, then they screw this <laughs> bet up, which I'm coming in next. Uh, you can even bet, folks, on a dual proposition. So basically, not the duels, but this is a dual one where you're picking first and second to finish in that order. I'm going to get ballsy because why not, right? I mean, this is where you could sprinkle that tenth of a unit on this just to see and have some fun cheering at the end for Hamlin finishing first and Elliot finishing second. If you do that, that's plus 2,800 uh, over on DraftKings I, when I got the, the thing. I don't know if it's changed yet or not, but um, one, two, Hamlin, Elliot. You might even get better odds now that Elliot uh, qualified fifth and Hamlin or qualified eighth. But we talked about Hamlin and how much he's won, right? Three of the last four or two. Of the, yeah, three of the last four uh, was winning that he won. And now with Chase Elliott actually finishing, let's see, I had it up. Now I'm clicking around all over the place. <laughs> but Chase Elliott at the 500, and I don't, Daytona in general, he's had 12 starts, three top tens, two top fives. But in the, the top fives, two of them have been second place finishes. One was last year's Daytona 500. And then the, the race that he finished second was the fall race before that. So he's got two second place finishes at Daytona in the last three years. And if I'm thinking that, and I won't give the whole, well, I, I just gave the winning pick away, but you know, if I'm thinking Hamlin's going to win, I, I got to think that Chase Elliott's going to be right there with him. Yeah. I, I mean, again, don't go crazy on this, but for those odds, getting those two elite drivers, I'm, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Hamlin is the best super speedway racer, at least at Daytona for sure. You could argue Keselowski maybe with Talladega, but but at Daytona, especially in the 500, he likes to choke in the championships at the end of the season. But start of the season off, he's he comes in clutch a lot. So, And Elliott's proved, I mean, again, he was right there at the end last year. It was a question whether he won or McDowell won uh, after that wreck. So, yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth a sprinkle for getting odds like that. If two guys are going to finish up top there, you can't pick a better two than those two. Yep, that's that's why I did it at plus twenty eight hundred. I know that there's other combinations down the down the line that give you much much better uh, payout if you hit it, but this seems to be one of the more logical of the ones, especially uh, with who I'm assuming is going to be the winner of this race. Which, by the way, is not the same as you, Cody. You are picking somebody completely different. 
to win this race. I don't hate it, but I don't think it's going to be this guy. But who is it? Okay, well, I'm a little bit covered because last week I gave out Justin Haley along with the uh, – let's see, what did I have him with? I, I had him with the Rams money line. I don't know if you noticed. The Rams won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I got a little bit riding on him. I got the odd number winner because Stafford lucked into that five and a half rushing yards by not having a nail a second time at the end. <laughs> But so so I got some odd numbered guys. So I'm going with an even numbered guy for my winner. We talked about him earlier with the Penske bet, Ryan Blaney. He he's really come on strong. I, I think that he's one of these guys I have a, a future on to win the championship. I really like him this year. He really showed that he he could compete last year, especially on the bigger tracks. Michigan, he won. Daytona, he won those big fast tracks. He's shown he can be up there. I just gave you the argument for why. Penske can be there at the end and how they have been there at the end. Um, let's see. Uh, four of the last six. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I wrote down there, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were so excited about Blaney Man, winning. You I, can't even read I was your so own. excited. I, yeah, I can't <laughs> even read my own writing, but <laughs> no, he's got top 10 and three of the last four uh, at Daytona and, and he won the fall race there too. So again, he's shown he can he can keep it clean. He can be there at the end. He can finish up top. And if if you're giving me he's in the top ten three of the last four races, then if you can be in the top ten on the last lap, you can win the race. So I think a plus twelve hundred. You know, uh, you, you want to kind of dig a little deeper it, sometimes with some of these guys and not always go right to the favorites. Although that's not always a bad thing too, but some of these guys like Larson kind of get overpriced just because of the name when he's not really proved himself on the super speedways. Blaney's one of these guys that that's shown he can do it. And, and again, you know, I think that team can be up there working together. And if he's got Joey Logano helping push him, I think he's one of those guys that that can be there at the end and, and grab the win at plus 1200. Definitely worth the shot. Yep. And you've got, Guys like Keslowski and Briscoe and Sindrick are all going to be in that same duel as him, uh, and they're all Fords, obviously. So, you know, you could push him around and get him up to the front and have him start somewhere where he doesn't have to try to stay out of trouble. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a safe thing, and he could be around at the end. Blaney is one of those guys, too. Just just one of those guys where he's not the super sexy name. He's not the... the uh, the Harvicks or the Bushes or, you know, just, just these guys, the Larsons, uh, even any of the Hendricks guys. But he's a solid driver. And and week in and week out, you, you blink and all of a sudden you're talking about, oh, Blaney toward the front. And you're thinking, oh, okay, Blaney toward the front. Uh, but that 12 car does does motor when it when it needs to. So I'm okay. I'm okay with that bet. Yeah, Again, he's, he's always been kind of, I mean, he's always the third wheel at, at Penske. You know, he was the youngest guy, the the last guy in there. So I think he kind of just got forgotten in the shuffle a little bit. Oh, well, now he's, you know, kind of the second guy at, at Penske. Or you could even put him co-top co guy, Logano there. Uh, and, yeah, I think he's, he really kind of showed that he can race with these guys last year. He started breaking out with his getting three or four wins that he had last year, and I think he's going to keep that momentum running. And what better place to do it than here, right? That's what we're saying. That's what we're hoping. We're telling you to sprinkle all kinds of stuff all over the place and hopefully something <laughs> sticks for you. That's uh, the thing with this. You kind of got to take a bunch of different angles because if you just pour it all into one guy, 
your tongue. <laughs> your your dreams could be dashed quickly. <laughs> literally rip that ticket up after the first time somebody crashes. Yeah, yeah you got exactly. you got to spread this stuff around, man. Yeah, if you got a little bit spread everywhere, you're gonna have somebody in the mix at the end that could cash something for you. Yeah, you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, all right, my pick to win, Denny Hamlin. His line has not moved. Believe it or not, he's still at 850 plus 850 to win the Daytona 500. And, you know, even if you wanted to go down to a top three at plus 210, I wouldn't hate you for it. If you really did, if you wanted to pick Blaney as the winner and, and, and go with Cody here, uh, and you wanted to dip down a little bit and say top three for Hamlin at plus 210, that's still pretty good value. But, I mean, we've said it already. Hamlin is, has just put a stamp on this Daytona 500. And were it not for a couple of crazy things, a pit here you know a missed time pit there he could have been the first one to win three daytona 500s in a row so uh in a very long time so i mean hamlin has what it takes to win this race uh the only question is obviously one can he do it in this new car two can he do it with you know starting in the middle i mean just you know again he he knows he he knows how to run around this track and he knows how to win in this track the biggest, uh, the biggest variable this season, obviously, is going to be the car. So if he can get over that, I think he can keep himself in a good way to, to win this race again and to reestablish himself, at least for this first part of the, the season, the first race of the season like he's done so many times before. And I don't necessarily always like to bet the favorites, but in this situation, a guy like Hamlin, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and throw you know a, a couple of tenths of a unit on this just to to let it ride because this is a favorite that I can actually kind of see why he's the favorite and make the bigger case for. Yeah, I can't argue with you. I mean, we've said it a few times. He's the best super speedway, best Daytona driver there is. I mean, he's, and I think you'll see he's notorious for it. He drops as soon as they drop the green flag within five laps, all of a sudden you see Hamlin's in the back of the pack, just riding there, just waiting. He's, and it's a strategy that's worked for him more times than it hasn't. It seems like uh, he just waits, lets lets everyone clear out themselves out of the way in front of him, and he's there at the end. And again, if he can be there at the end, which he's shown time and time again he has, he's shown he can make those clutch moves to be able to win. And yeah, I mean he's he's the favorite, but again, you're getting a favorite at plus eight fifty, which is pretty good odds for being a favorite but he's the favorite for a reason and again while anything can happen he is the best bet to win the race so i definitely i i have no argument and, and i don't hate it at all yep again if you're gonna if you're gonna throw out a couple of different winners just to hedge uh i think a good a good way to start is to put it on the favorite and then kind of go from there and build out a little bit more uh but look so that's that's both of our bets uh, all laid out. But I, I'll t I'll tell you, and I know Cody echoes this as well. You know, have fun with this. This this is not. I mean, the NFL feels like just such serious business, right? I mean, it's it's all everybody feels like they've got a lock on the NFL and, and betting in the NFL. But just have fun with NASCAR, right? Don't don't make this like the thing that feeds your family. Just have fun with this because this is what it's meant to be anyways with all the different exotic bets that you can make on this with all of the manufacturer bets the head-to-head -head bets the top three top five top 10 top 20 you know you really can just have yourself a lot of fun following and having things to cheer for over the course of the race you know don't just throw the mortgage down on Denny Hamlin and say okay this is it this is how our family's eating for the next year 
because that's not fun, especially like you said, when he ducks to the back and you're ripping up your ticket because you're like, why the hell did I even do this? So <laughs> I uh, I retweeted this guy earlier this week. Somebody laid, somebody laid down a bet. They put ten thousand dollars on Denny Hamlin to win to to bet to, to win eighty thousand dollars. That is an absolutely horrible bet. Do not do that. I like betting Denny Hamlin to win, and I'll probably throw a little bit on there, but don't put amounts like that, especially in a race like this. You probably shouldn't put that amount ever on a race, but I don't know, man. But, if you've got it to burn, why not? I suppose, huh? Well, yeah, but still, even if you got it to burn on a race like this, I would not do that. But give it to me, yeah. I'll burn it. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah if you need uh, somewhere to put that money <laughs> i'll take it off your hands easy my venmo yeah. is <laughs> yeah but that's just crazy De- definitely don't you know and there's going to be races later on in the season when we're locked in and we really have seen what's going on we're going to have some pretty sharp angles and some stuff we really want to hit hard and go bigger on but this is definitely not the race to do it no not even not if, the- whether you're new to nascar whether you're a seasoned vet just take it easy because it is so unpredictable, and you'll see it. There's going to be one wreck that takes out 20 cars, and there's going to clean a bunch of people's bets out. It's going to clean a bunch of people's DraftKings lineups out. It's Don't look at your DraftKings lineup until after, like, 10, 15 minutes after the race is over, once they have all the scoring sorted out. And once your blood it, stops boiling. Yeah, exactly, because I've watched it before, and it it changes so much in the last two turns of the race that it's insane. But it's a fun time. It's a good time. Oh, it's a and even, if, you know, like we said, even if you're you're new to NASCAR and you don't know a ton, throw in some random lineups, you know, go go eat Chinese this week and use your lucky numbers on the back to set your lineup. Ha- have your kid draw out numbers, whatever, whatever you want to do. You can literally win it. And, th- and that's the thing. Like in the NFL, you would never think about leaving five, ten thousand dollars of salary on the table in a DraftKings lineup. But in this race, you really can. And, you know, yeah, it's crazy. So, and like I said, later on this week, uh, on the, on the sports gambling podcast.com, we'll have, uh, some more articles up on a few other bets that we've seen after we've kind of seen the, the duels and then some DraftKings angles to, to chase as well. So definitely be on the lookout for that stuff. And I got one more bonus. I want to give the truck series a little love. Uh, Ben Rhodes is plus 1400 to win that race there's a lot of new drivers in the truck series which we see every year it seems like more this year there's a lot of names i don't recognize or a lot of new faces and new places he's he won last year uh at daytona he's a defending champion so again anyone can win but getting him a plus 1400 i think is pretty good value so and that race is uh friday night friday so a little, little action for your friday night Hell yeah. Again, build your bankroll. Build it all right. up for Sunday. That's what we're yeah, trying to do. That, and then you can turn around and spread it out over all these bets on a Sunday, and there you go. Good, good stuff. Uh, well, that is, man, that about a, is about as much as we can get in for this show because that is so much information, actionable information for everybody uh, that I, I got to tell you guys, I hope you have taken what you need from this and, and are able to have some fun watching the Daytona 500. Uh, I know the big one is not synonymous with Daytona, uh, not the 500 anyways. There's not a big one there. It's, it's, that's normally for Talladega, but there will be a big one <laughs> that happens, so keep your eyes peeled for that one as well. You got that many cars packed into that much, especially over the last few laps. You saw it even in the, in the Bush Clash, man. These guys get antsy when they know it's on the line, so 
Um, keep your eye out for that big one. Uh, and Cody, keep your eyes out for his articles on DFS. Again, we didn't touch on DraftKings much this this episode, but only because pricing's not necessarily out, and we still don't know. I mean, the names that we talked about for the bets are the, probably the same names that are going to probably pop up around in the DraftKings articles too, but keep an eye out for any differences and uh, and for, for folks you want to play. We'll get a little deeper into DraftKings next time, but we just had a lot of... Uh, Daytona information to spit out in this for the bets uh, themselves. So, uh, Cody, we're going to wrap it up. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and now where they can find all of your fantastic work for the SGPN uh, on the internet. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, yeah, I've been cranked out some some Olympic articles. Uh, hit, a, hit a plus 400 earlier this week on uh, snowboard I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> it was some, this some snowboarding event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a good time. And yeah, again, I appreciate you you helping bring me into the family. I'm having a blast uh, trying to crank out some stuff. So yeah, definitely look for some articles coming out probably Thursday night, Friday morning after the duels are over, uh, getting us ready for the weekend. And yeah, if you can uh, fo- follow us on our feed, we got our brand new awesome logo. It looks pretty sweet. Uh, Give us give us a, a follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Help us share the word. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Every review is uh, another bump up for this show. So if you want to see us at the top of the charts, then definitely leave us those reviews because uh, that that's how everybody else notices us. We're appreciative that you are on board, but we also want other people to join as well because that's how you can continue to get quality programming like this on the SGPN. So, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Of course, find the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. You already found it, but tell your friends to find it on Apple Podcasts, on the SGPN app, or anywhere where they get their podcasts. We will talk to you next week to prepare for the next race, but until then, have fun watching the Daytona 500. We hope you cash some of your bets. And until next time, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.